0: Love Talk Radio.
1: We could sing a good song if we have one more person to sing.
2: True. Manamana. Hi there. Would you like to sing a song with us? Manamana. Is that the name of the song? I think so.
0: Manamana. 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 <clears throat> Phenomena, I stay the baby. Phenomena, I stay the baby. Phenomena, I stay the baby. Pretty, 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 Mana mana patiti patiti mana mana patiti patiti mana mana patiti 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 mana 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 mana
2: Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches, a podcast from the Geek Girls perspective. And I am the head hauntress, and it's, uh, it's part two of Animation August, which is something we do. We like to focus on some of our favorite animated properties. This, this episode is going to be a little different, though, because we're not going animation per se, but we are talking one of the oldest types of animation on the planet, and that is puppetry. And in particular, Jim Henson and Jim Henson Studios in anticipation of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance series dropping on Netflix this weekend. So we're going to talk about that in the second hour at 10. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the Sexy Witches. Uh, We are going to talk in the first half. Uh, first, we've got a recap from my two uh, Sexy Witch co-hosts that are on the line right now. Uh, in Clifton Forge, Virginia, we got our Sexy Porn Witch, Erin Marie. How
1: you doing? Welcome. I'm doing okay, for the most part. Still a little hoarse. I had a summer cold this past week, but doing a lot better.
2: Concord, Concord, Concord. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's what happened.
1: Three or no two in three
0: weeks.
2: <laughs> well, and and uh, across the on the other side of the country, that person is no. Uh, he's been hitting it just as bad, worse than you. He's been hitting it every other week since San Diego Comic Con, and that is because the, the Orange County Warlock, Darren Cogan. Welcome here <laughs> on the Sexy Witches. How you doing?
3: <laughs> I'm doing well. I tried to time. Uh... My friend Obi Wan Kenobi saying hello there. You <laughs>
0: hello said there. That, that or not? Yeah, was my well,
2: thing. it's all good. I'm glad that you're here. You're both here. We're gonna. Um, Raven will join us in the, at 9:30 when we'll have our guests. Our Ira and Christine Kortum, who worked on one of the uh, Dollar Baby shorts called Gray Matter and uh, for our Summer of Stevens series. But first, we're going to have dueling recaps with the two Aaron. Aaron versus Aaron.
0: Finish him.
3: So, anyway. Two Aaron center. One Aaron leaves. Two Aaron center. Er- <laughs> no, sorry. No, no. That's, that, that's not what's happening here. I, I, I'm okay.
2: sorry. So. Last weekend, we had a uh, little well, two weekends ago. Aaron Marie did a quick preview, but then now is back to recap Monster Mania 43 in Cherry New Jersey. And Aaron Cogan just came back from this weekend, the big fucking C23, which was like as big right? as San Diego. Oh my God, huge. Okay, but let's give it to Aaron Marie first because hers is older. But what I was thinking to do, why don't you guys pick topics and then just, like, do a back and forth to each other? Like, let's start with guest encounters, and and then we'll do panels, and then you can do swag. How's that? Can you guys do that in a half an hour?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm sure, sure he's got way more to report than I do. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, let's we start with you, Erin Marie. How was your trip? By last time, I, You stopped by on your way through and helped me buy at least the first week wardrobe for my new job, which was thank you because yes, I have nothing. <laughs> and then and then uh, she continued onwards. And from that point, I don't know what happened. So how'd things go?
1: things went really well. Um, this year we actually had a room at the host hotel, which made it so much more convenient. (laughs) I never Mm -hmm. had to leave, which was great. Um, of course we had Angela and Rob there, our two favorite convention family members who just pretty much go Mm -hmm. to almost every convention known to man on the East coast. Uh, you will find them everywhere. But, um, The guest list was incredible. I was most excited about uh, Ryan Hurst because he was one of the very – other than the main character, uh, played by Charlie Hunnam, Jax. He was on Sons of Anarchy as Opie, everybody's favorite character on that show. But I was most excited because he's also one of my favorite characters from Bates Motel, which was Chick. He wasn't much of a talker. He was just like, Oh, thanks and you better fucking watch that show and it's like, Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm drawing a blank. Beverly D'Angelo was mm. so nice. <laughs> I love Aww. her. She was she was talking to somebody else, um and When she turned her attention to us, I was like, you know, nobody mentions any of your new work, and I absolutely love the show Insatiable. And she was like, really? And I'm like, yes, I think it's hysterical. She was like, I don't like it. (laughs) 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 She doesn't get the humor at all, but a paycheck's a paycheck. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, my God. But we ended up talking about it for a good uh, five minutes. It It was really nice. She was sweet. Um, oh, who else did I talk to you? Skeet Ulrich of course um, if our friend Brittany is listening I did talk to Skeet <laughs> and he was fantastic um, I can't say much about that other than that because there's some surprises in the work for Maryland. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just say he's an extraordinarily down to earth person which does not surprise me considering he was born and raised in the South. I mean, he was born just uh, an hour from where I am right now. I'm in Roanoke at my parents' house, and he was born in Lynchburg. Oh. Um, let's see. Who else did I meet and talk to? Henry, Henry Thomas. I did get to talk to Henry Thomas. I did not get to hang out with him like I did last year, unfortunately. But <laughs> he did tell me that he did get the part in Dr. Sleep. Oh, cool. And she said the second season of Haunting of Hill House, it's going to kind of run like American Horror Story. They are all back, but they're all different characters in another really? storyline.
3: Yes. Wow. Well, you're breaking some news then, because that hasn't been released to the public. That's really cool.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Straight from right Henry on? You score. And he was like, if you loved the first season, you're going to really love the second one. I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> because the first one was so incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I did not get to make it to any panels, unfortunately. Um, no, wait. That's a fucking lie. I did make it <laughs> to a panel. I made it to the very end of Kathy Najimi's panel. So I got to hear her talk a little bit, um, you know, about Hocus Pocus and a couple of other things. Um, She told some funny stories, which I cannot remember any of at the moment, because that was pretty (laughs) weird. But I also got to talk to uh, or sit in on the whole panel for Devin Sala. I did talk to him as well, but the panel was very interesting. He said that um, on the way over on his flight from L.A. that he looked in the back of the plane, and Tony Todd was on the same flight as he was. Ooh, and he ooh. seriously considered doing, like, a whole final destination moment, and he's like, but I just didn't think that the plane's going to blow up and would fly in today's day <laughs> and age.
3: <laughs> That's wise, actually.
1: Yeah, he might have gotten really kicked off that flight, and banned for life from any others. But um, let's see. I I mean, I talked to him at his table. He was also really nice. I'm kind of upset I didn't get to talk to Eldon Henson because I fucking loved Daredevil. Um,
4: Let's see. What else
1: can I report? Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show was beautiful as always. That's the only Rocky Horror Picture Show now I attend at conventions because they have such an incredible shadow cast that comes in from Philly that I I end up going to it at least once a year, sometimes twice a year when I make it to hmm.
0: Um.
1: Wag, I didn't pick up too much. Lydia picked up a few things, but I didn't get anything. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, Aaron, take it away until I can think of something else.
3: (laughs) All right, but if you think of something else, interrupt me, okay?
1: Um, Okay,
3: before we get into the the big one, I have to give a a shout-out to this little teeny tiny little uh, horror thing uh, up in Pasadena. Um, I've seen them on Facebook, and uh, I was taking my friend Sabrina – uh, to the Huntington Museum, which is gorgeous, and uh, we were hitting uh Grilla Mall, my favorite burger joint in the world, and Natalie was tagging along, and I somehow managed to talk them into stopping at this place, even though neither of them were really into it, and we had a blast. It's actually um, the event that they did in one of the houses used in the movie Halloween, the original, back in the day, and um, the theme was the movie Halloween and the holiday Halloween with uh, I guess probably about eight or 10 vendors and uh, a bar serving serviceable sangria and whatever else. And uh, it was a blast. Uh, A lot of original art. Uh, Apparently the night before uh, someone involved with the production of Hocus Pocus had been there and lent them a ton of stuff to exhibit, including some pre-production art, which includes some scenes that were never shot. And I just love shit like that. So, of course, I took a bunch of pictures, which I'll be posting later. Uh got some prizes for the Halloween party coming up. But it was just a really fun time. And uh, they've got another one coming up early September, which I've already posted on Facebook, uh, Haddonfield. And you can kind of guess what that's going to be about. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. That one's going to be $20 to 10 There will be drinks and more of the same, vendors with cool stuff. So, speaking of D20, uh, Liz wasn't kidding. Uh, the head hauntress has it right. Uh, swear to God, D20 Expo, now seriously, really honestly, both hands to Jeebus, actually rivals Comic-Con. As far as news coming out, um, it's been slow to start. It's still not incredibly well produced. There are lots of hiccups. Uh, if you're going and you're trying to get merchandise, you will be in a lot of lines. If you're going and you're trying to get into panels, you will be in a lot of lines, and you're never guaranteed of getting in where you want to. But uh, I guess starting with merch, going backwards, I got a really nice print of Ahsoka Tana signed by the artist and uh, the young lady who plays uh, Ahsoka, um, her universe, blanking on her name. If Liz was listening, she'd remember. Uh, I got some beautiful stuff from one of my favorite artists, Shag. Uh, Even though I don't don't even collect uh, the Tiki Room, he had done a set of ears, uh, Mickey ears, and they're just phenomenal. So I had to get them. Um, they, the those other thing, were
2: cool. I saw those, and it's Ashley Eckstein, by the way. Ashley
3: Eckstein, thank you. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the shag stuff is always good. Um, you saw that uh, spread I did on his uh, collaboration with the Harvey bag people that make their handbags out of seatbelt straps. And oh, uh, yeah. he'd done one of Madame Leota that is, is a purse and a backpack. And, you know, sold out like that. Everything sold out like that. Um, I tried to get some of the Mandalorian merch. That disappeared before my eyes. I only had tickets for Friday and Sunday. But, uh, God bless, there was so much news to talk about. I did sign up for Disney+. Plus. Uh, they were doing a ridiculous <laughs> rate for for three years. For three years, I paid 140 bucks. That's just nuts. So well, uh yeah.
2: If they I'm have giving, the day uh, that they have Watcher in the Woods on that catalog, <laughs> you contact me and then I'll purchase. All right. Oh, that's I, uh, it. That is when no, I purchase. No. They have to have that title on there.
3: Um you know, if if it was just the new stuff, I might be tempted. But of course it'll have Star Wars Marvel. But let's talk about the new stuff for a moment, can we? Um, First and (laughs) foremost.
2: uh, The trailers for the Star Wars shit were mind-blowing. Mandalorian and the Rise of Skywalker. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you see that stuff, Erin Marie? Did you see it? I. Erin, Go yeah, go I, go 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 look at the YouTube trailer of the Rise of Skywalker from D twenty it, three. It was
0: really cool looking.
2: <laughs> anyway, Aaron, you talk insane. about it because it was just cool looking, cool looking. Oh
0: God, yes, and
3: <laughs> cool looking. yeah, cool and fucking dark, and you know that that shit is right in my wheelhouse. So uh, everyone, of course is talking about uh, the little snippet of Ray at the end of that and what that means. Everyone's talking about the red-eyed C-3PO and what that means. And honestly, we could do half a show on that. But uh, The Mandalorian looks fucking phenomenal. Uh, Friday night after the convention, my friend and I were in the cantina at at, uh, Galaxy's Edge. uh, I saw that. Right across. And uh, who goes walking in? But the fucking producer and writer, uh, John Favreau,
2: <laughs>
3: which is pretty fucking I, cool. I did,
2: I did take that photo and post it into the slideshow of FAD, nice. um at at the cantina. And it's because I I was looking for shots of you and Aaron Marie, and that was the only shot of you I could find was the one at the cantina.
3: Um <laughs> uh, Well, so. I do have one with the redhead from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. A lot of great cosplay, as always. I mean, first thing, first day, before I even step into the convention, there's a guy who has spray-painted everything he's wearing and applied facial makeup, and he's got a little stuffed Mickey with him, and uh, it's all bronze, and he's reenacting the partner statue that's in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle. And it's such a great way to start off, And, and then more... Great mashups in cosplay. I, I did a, a little slideshow of my own of about mm, two dozen cosplayers. Uh, as far as uh, you know, releases from inside the big one probably is uh, that we're getting the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Uh, we've been talking about it for years, literally years and years, about a standalone Obi Wan Kenobi movie. We're not getting a movie. We're getting a TV series. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are getting you and McGregor, and oh god, that's going to be great. Please let it be great. <laughs> Please let them have good good scripts for that. Um, I, 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 think... I, I
2: like I said, I'm still holding out. I'm. I, I, I. They. It, it, every day things mm. get better. The the Hulu bundle is tempting, especially now that Orville yeah. is going to also be on Hulu. Um, oh yeah. But. Like I said, there has to be at least Watcher in the Woods before I commit to getting it.
3: For three, I for three years, to... I, I'm getting it for four, less than four bucks a month. $3.88 a month. Well, Come on.
2: Well, and that's a good I, deal. I dropped
3: that in Starbucks in a, a week. Come on.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I... I, I... <laughs> um, you
0: but,
3: no, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a ridiculous Marvel fan, too. and And speaking of Marvel... Uh, they released a whole bunch of information on that. Uh, The thing that I'm probably most excited for is uh, the animated series, again, coming to Disney Plus, What If, which if you followed Marvel Comics, has been a phenomenal series going back. Uh, I think it might have actually been the first time they did Marvel Zombies, which was their little kitschy little spin-off thing, which just got out of control and then was everywhere. But I mean, back in the day, the What If comic books were just hella fun. Um, A lot of times told from the viewpoint of The Watcher and uh, just phenomenal little uh, quirky alternative universe things, and sometimes really funny stuff, too, which is why I'm kind of excited. You can go anywhere and do anything with the format of the "What If" anthology. First up, we're going to get uh, fan fave Peggy Carter. What if Steve Rogers didn't get the Super Soldier Serum? What if Peggy Carter got it, and we had Captain Britain? And you gotta be fucking in love with that. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, anything that
0: Peggy got
2: Carter, Peggy man, Carter in on. it, you know, I, right? I, the Peggy. Peggy I'm not a huge Marvel fan, unlike you and Aaron Murray, which are both are. But I have to say Peggy Carter is one of the cooler characters I've seen in Marvel series in a while. I mean, she's such a badass. And and, and in subtle ways. Yep. Not like, you know, she's not a black widow and can kick everyone's ass and look hot in the cat's news. No. <laughs> I mean, she can run in heels. I mean, that's something I can't do, but uh you know, uh, but Peggy Carter's kind of a cool uh, so uh so Erin Marie you had something to say in there and we couldn't quite hear you.
1: You want to oh, go was ahead. just going to say I was just going to say when he said how much he got it for I went to the calculator immediately <laughs> and did the <laughs> cost of it which was 12.99 a month for the Disney Plus Hulu package and um yeah. it was four, 467 dollars for 3 years. So yeah, he got a phenomenal deal.
0: Yeah, I well, I still have extra that, codes.
3: Send, oh, well, send me a message well, if, if you're if you're listening to this. S- send me a message, let me know. I'll I'll send you the code. Okay. It's you heard
2: ridiculous. that. So, <laughs> um, so we've uh, still got a few minutes. Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Uh, <laughs> um, bam bam bam. She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight. Um, She-Hulk going to be great. Ms. Marvel, you could almost literally hear the heads of the Gamergate incels exploding at the, the, the prospect of a superhuman Pakistani American Muslim fronting uh, her own series. So I, for that alone, for that alone, for just the commentary, I, I'm going to be in love with that. Moon Knight has been one of my faves since back in the day. The character of Mark Specter. Is literally crazy Um, In the book he suffers From multiple personality disorders And it's Played pretty straight back in the day Which was kind of you know When people were still not really Sensitive to things of that nature Uh, It was played pretty straight So I'm assuming they're going to be straight up with that One of the personalities That he has May be an Egyptian God of vengeance So that kind of gives it a little twist think a much crazier batman and but, but with same cool toys and everything and that's kind of moon knight so i'm very excited for that um uh mandalorian we talked about We oh uh pixar uh they've got a new one coming out called onward that looks like a lot of fun uh tom holland and uh which chris is it the the thor chris uh, our brothers. For Thank you. I can never keep my Chris's right, straight. But um, <laughs> that actually looks pretty damn good. Um, uh, they're trolls in a magical kingdom. And it, it's your typical, you know, uh, uh, dead parent thing. But it actually looks like it could be fun, so I'm going to give it a shot. And then the other one that looks really kind of challenging uh, along the lines of inside out challenging uh is soul and it's a uh, Pete Docter, who I, I think actually was involved with uh, inside out. I think he directed that one as well. Um, it's about a uh, high school jazz teacher uh, who's uh, voiced by Jamie Foxx uh, who um, loses his, his soul and the music is being done by um uh, fucking Trey from uh, Nine Inch Nails, so that looks kind oh, of funky, Reznor. weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Trey Reznor. Reznor.
3: So that that's kind of challenging and out there and not really very Disney and Pixar like. So that could be really good. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that. And then the other thing, uh, that we hadn't, I hadn't heard anything about anyway, is Rhea and the last dragon and oh uh, that
2: looks cool i saw the footage that came out of d23 of that that was that was different i'm good with that
0: yeah (laughs) that could
3: be a lot of fun uh frozen 2 they did and that looks really good too and everyone was there on stage and singing and you know Fuck, you don't even have to have a movie. Just have them sing, you know, and we'll we'll be there. I, I know. Oh, I
2: it's Manzel. Um, Menzel. You, I'll follow her to the ends of the earth, man. Right? So, I um, mean, and it, was, I always go ahead. Go ahead. I was about to stop. No, no, I mean, no, no, but, no. No, no. Go ahead. We give, only got five minutes. No, no. Finish. All all right, no, no, no. Right. It, um, we can do it was, another time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will come up.
3: Okay, because yeah, I I adore her, and you know she started in the parks. She started in the parades in Disneyland, my park here, right here. Um, hey, speaking yeah, of parks,
2: we'll huge
3: freaking theme park news. Um, Florida is getting a Moana ride. Uh, Epcot is getting a Mary Poppins ride. Um, we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster that goes backwards. What? Um. I heard was, oh, oh fuck, I almost forgot. Um, Disney, <laughs> um, who, who's apparently trying to uh, pre-Westworld Westworld, is doing a huge fucking uh, LARP. We got more information on it. We now know that the Star Wars cruise ship where you go in character and everyone in your hotel is in character and it's completely immersive. Uh, the name of the ship is the Halcyon. And, of course, when I saw the model, I had to say, what is this, a starship for ants? Because I'm an idiot. But uh, it looks pretty fucking cool, man. Uh, If you've got thousands and thousands of dollars (laughs) and you're a Star Wars fan and you don't know what to do with it, now you do. Uh, You go and you walk (laughs) in a hotel that's pretending to be a cruise ship out in space. And uh, you you could be a Jedi or whatever and run your lightsaber against the wall and God damn, I wish I had thousands it's, and thousands of dollars. I was going to say, is that.
2: this going to be a bit too much, though? I mean, really, how can anybody <laughs> afford any of this shit? Nobody's going to Disneyland because nobody can afford it right now.
3: Well, here's the thing. The the common people aren't. But the 1%, they still have money to go and blow out everything. And that's <laughs> what they're doing. And and that's who this shit uh. is for. Ah. Uh. And and, and we, we can talk about Mulan in. if you want. I, I you know it it looked good, but you know I'm I'm not all that jazzed for the live action Mulan. But yeah, everywhere you turned, there was something new, something exclusive, something cool coming out to take your money because it's Disney. You know, I, I I think I made the comment at one point. It, it's it's kind of surprising for a mouse with only three fingers. He sure do get a grab on your wallet, don't
2: he? Ha 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 pink. Very large ones.
0: Oh, oh, oh. and yeah. um, uh, the
3: the <laughs> one that the most polarizing thing, the most polarizing thing of the entire uh, convention, and I don't really understand why, was Cruella. Everyone is pissed off that Emma Stone is playing Cruella and that she's young, and I don't really understand why because I think the idea of a uh, 70s fucking uh, hip punk london Cruella. sounds like a blast and a half to me but yeah, and i, else I, I, hates
2: I it. <laughs> the i thought this still looked cool the the production still no, right. product
3: looked good well no, we're we're the only Although ones who think so apparently
1: 101 dalmatians before <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just saw her in uh, *The Favorite* two nights ago. I finally got that mm. in. Boy, was that a weird little film. I mean, saying that about a Yorgos Lanthimos film is like saying, "Yeah, the water's wet." But it, it, it's good. <laughs> it's this really odd period piece, and. It's and I, right. I, it, it, I, I, Olivia Coleman's crazy in it. Um, and and the movie's pretty good, and it's got some really strong female performances in it. And so I, I feel if it fits right on the shelf with all the other Yorgos Lathano's movies, and it, it, it you know, it, it is. I think I would even sit through it again. It's that interesting. So, um, <laughs> not easy though. It's not an easy film.
1: Either one of mm-hmm. you seen it?
3: No, it's on my
1: I list. I meaning to watch it, but I haven't had a chance yet. I've been watching other things. Yeah, well,
2: I'm I'm trying to get all the non horror and last year's movies in I can before the madness starts because my madness mm-hmm. season just started for me. So I'm in full research mode now. When I have any time off, which is not any right now, uh, but I'm doing hmm.
0: what I can.
2: Um. So anyway, so that was awesome, guys, and um, and uh, Aaron Marie. Close us out. What is the season is over almost. We got one more round of of, uh, conventioning this weekend and I'll mention where they are, even though none of us are covering them this time around, but they
1: are worth noting.
2: How was the overall season this year?
1: Um, I, I enjoyed myself quite a bit this convention season. I've got one more convention in October but other than that, I don't think I'm going to be going to anything else. Although I did see Chiller's guest list, and it I literally lost my breath for a full minute. I just went, Whoa. Shirley Jones? Shirley no. Jones? No. No?
2: That's, that did it for me. I was like, Shirley fucking Jones.
1: I've always wanted to meet yeah, her. Mm. It for me because of Oklahoma. But uh, it was Haley Mills. That's my entire childhood. Oh. One person.
0: Right
2: on.
1: Both Haley and her sister are going to be at Chiller. Nice.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a later episode. But uh, yeah, the season was pretty hardcore, but good for all of us. And uh, But it's not quite over because we're getting ready for the madness, which will happen in October. <gasps> um, but Rule Post is almost here. It's it's the 24th of September. We're under a month to Rule Post, ladies and gentle witches. And, of course, this year's theme is of the kings and the masters. In particular, we are talking about McGarris, Clive Barker, and Stephen King. And on the line with us is our our sexy witch uh enchantress of nevermore raven jasper hawk hello welcome back to the of sexy witches how you doing thank you and well it's you... a
5: sweltering 92 degrees in portland today oh Ugh. my
2: goodness you guys are all dying aren't there aren't you
5: <laughs> yes we melting
2: So how did, um, I know you're like at the the end of one play and the beginning of another, Hamlet's wrapping up. How did the run go?
5: Hamlet is starting. I am closing a ballet. Um, I'm a makeup assistant in a ballet that's at the Portland Opera Building. It's really cool. It's all dancers with developmental disabilities, and they're doing like a rock ballet. Um, Oh, cool. Really sweet. Yeah, they're awesome awesome. awesome. nonprofits
2: yeah I'm sorry I got that reversed. I apologize no but welcome. um you have uh, you're bringing tonight's guest with uh, with you, so thank That's you so right. much for helping with this and would you' yes. they're on the line, would you like to introduce them?
5: Oh, I will do my damnedest. let's see from straight from the bowels of hell, would you please <laughs> welcome husband and wife scream team? Ira and Christina Corda. Wow. Hello, you're
2: Hello, you're on with the sexy witches. I am the head hauntress and you know Raven. And uh, we also have Erin Marie, the sexy porn witch. Say hello. How
6: are you doing? Hello everyone.
2: And on the West Coast, not too far from Raven, actually, when they are um, in between jobs, is uh, Aaron Cogan mm-hmm. down in the, um, Buena Park, California. Say hello.
3: Good evening. Welcome, welcome.
2: So thank you for being on with the Sexy Witches now. Raven, why did you bring these wonderful folks on? I'm giving it to you. You're the lead tonight. This is your first, I think, official lead oh on the my show God. that you've been it on. It
5: is. Get ready to cry.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready.
5: Okay. I'm just innocently scrolling through my Facebook and I see my dear pal Ira has shared uh, a Facebook page of a movie being made of gray matter. And I thought to myself, gee whiz, is that the Stephen King gray matter? And sure as shit, it was. And, um, Ira and Christina, as you may or may not know, we've been interviewing Dollar Baby Project people for the past few months now. Um, So I found this information out at just the right time. I love that you worked on it together. And I'll tell you that night shift cover with the hands and the eyes on the hands was the first thing I stole from my dad (laughs) because I thought it was so cool and creepy. (laughs) That's great yeah so so Um, ira you did some acting in it and um christina your makeup effects is that all right that's correct awesome
6: yeah and uh Um, i was lucky enough to play the part of richie grenadine (laughs) just the the (laughs) character that gets to eat the cat
5: or who knows (laughs) what else he could have devoured i remember all the smells and um and the speculation of what was happening behind that door in the short story. Um so yeah. I well, think it's, it's there's so in many the, ways you could show that.
6: It's alluded in the in the story that there's more than just uh random animals, there's missing people as well.
5: Right. Yes. Creepy <laughs> And I don't know if the rest of um sexy witches, have you read Grey Matter before? Do you remember it?
2: I don't remember, but I absolutely
5: read it. I read everything I I
2: could get
1: on Stephen King.
2: I read it and then I like believe I didn't get a chance to read the whole short story before air, but I did briefly go back and refresh myself on the story matter and what right. it was about. Because that definitely night shift is is like you know there's some kick ass stories in that collection. Yeah, Oh, so
5: Ira or Christina, uh. would you mind walking us through the the plot a bit for those who don't Spoiler know the free, story?
2: Because there, believe it or not, there are six people out there in our listenership that don't listen, read Stephen King. But there's only six.
6: <laughs> I would I would love to. Let me let me see if I can sum you. up. Um, so it's uh, Stephen King short, uh, originally published uh, in a magazine. I can't remember what the name of the magazine was, but then it became a part of the Night Shift collection, and it's about uh, a um, a group of guys that kind of fall into a situation where there's a, a starving kid has shown up, who's basically responsible for taking care of his father, who's been uh, on full medical pay from an injury he received, because uh, that's what you do when you're a kid in Maine, I guess, is when your father can't take care of himself, you take care of him. Uh, but then something horrible happens. He consumes something uh, in one of the many, many beers that he drinks, and from there things just go sour.
5: That's putting it lightly. <laughs> Wow, It must have been Miller it, Light. without getting <laughs> I didn't realize more I was giving
6: that. I didn't realize I was giving a spoiler away by mentioning that um I ate a cat.
5: <laughs> <No>.
6: <laughs> it's funny well, because it's
5: really not a spoiler <laughs> in the long tr- in the long run, you know.
6: And,
5: and, uh, and yeah, this
2: it's is just a, a body horror type uh, property. I mean, at least in the the book is. I would assume that that's kind of what the short story your your version is. Especially, we got the makeup person here could talk about what makeup yeah, effects because yeah. gray matter is very specific decay in the book. So, it what makes your mm-hmm. decay and your the de- 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 evolution of humanity different than other people's uh, would do? Like, let's say in a, a Romero zombie film.
7: Well, I, I we did a lot of research. Bolin was great as a director in that
2: he he
7: wanted it to definitely uh, not just be something fantastical. He wanted it to reflect reality and um, did a lot of research on different molds and spores and, and, and different things that this could be. I don't want to give too much away, but um, we did a lot of research of what Fungi do in the real world, and tried to bring some of that reality to this, just to, to add punch punch it up, because you know it's it's very easy to you know just kind of knock out a zombie look, but it's a whole other thing to try and recreate something from nature, and I was very drawn to the story because of that. I was um, uh, body horror is pretty much my favorite type of horror, and it's kind of one of the things I specialize in. And uh, I was very excited when Bolin called me up and asked if I could help out on this because it just seemed like such a interesting and fascinating challenge to kind of, like I said, cross that reality with fantasy.
5: I also love body horror. And every time I hear body horror, besides body parts, I think of um, Hellraiser 2. And Claire's skin suit—I know it's a suit, but oh. <laughs> it's—I mean, it's literal body horror. It's <laughs> so, the vision yes. I always
0: get. I just—I
7: I, just—I'm—I'm I'm personally, on a personal level, I'm creeped out by the idea. I think part of the reason I love body horror is it's—it's—it's it's, it's something invading your body. You know, it's, it's your body. That's the problem. And to me, that's just terrifying. The idea of something's taking over your own body or, you know, you cannot watching something grow in you or grow on you is something that just really freaks me out. I think first movie, people don't think of alien maybe so much as body horror. They think of it. Oh, it's a creature. But just the idea that um, when I saw that movie, that's one of the first movies that grabbed me as a kid. I was like, Oh yeah. just the idea of something growing inside of you And this is very much along those lines, you know, basically there's something taking over this poor man and um and doing things to him <laughs> and that just freaks me out. I don't know, just because you can't, it's not like a monster you can just go out and kill. It's part of right. so that And there's really gotta be scary.
5: something connected to Bang I think it's Bangor Maine is where it is, right? Because um, I know it's in the same universe as Dreamcatcher, which I I thought was a really underrated movie. Um, but I also liked the book, and that's also stuff in your body, you know, <laughs> like
0: mm-hmm. whatever yeah.
5: those crazy worm guys were. I don't remember anymore. But yeah, good film. It's uh,
7: you know you're gonna hurt yourself trying to take care of the monster, and you know cancers terrifying, and all these things are terrifying, you know, I think it, it reaches down to a very primal sort of thing in that, yeah, it's you know, the
5: cellular throughout level.
7: history, yeah, throughout history, we know, you know, before we understood medicine, and before we understood kind of what was going on, you know, things like cancer were terrifying, you know, the yeah. idea of something was eating you from the inside out, and I think these sort of stories just touch on that primal fear that we have mm-hmm. of something that's actually part
6: of us and what's what's and king does a lot of body horror stories but what's fun about this one in particular is a lot of times when you have body horror you have people fighting it like they are trying to find a cure or they're they're trying to amputate or they're trying to you know beat it back in this particular story however um not only does richie accept it but he starts to enjoy it Uh, if i remember the line correctly it's like a he talks a little bit about it and says it feels kind of nice yeah. as his voice is changing from the thing that's possessing him. So the idea that. In a that,
5: way that's even uh, scarier.
6: Yeah. Cause, because it's not just physically taking him over. He's getting to a level of acceptance, even of right. possible enjoyment.
5: Yeah. Ew. Okay, <laughs> I got goosebumps. I'm a nerd. Uh, yeah we're uh, how that's, we're, that's
6: how we're here yeah exactly
5: <laughs> and i and was wondering how he, you, oh go ahead
2: oh no no you you go ahead ravin
5: i was just wondering how uh if you know how the dollar baby project process got started for this project
7: You know, uh, Boland didn't go into detail about it. Uh, He was very excited, though. He was very, very excited that this opportunity came up. Um, He's a huge fan of this story, super talented, up-and-coming director. And um, just the idea that he could do a short based on this story was, you know, he was just flabbergasted and really excited. So That's so cool. You know he went for it. he went for it when he found out about the opportunity and he just pursued it and um it was fantastic that he got the chance to do it
4: yeah
2: that's so how h- how long was the actual shoot? Let me throw this to the actor
6: uh we shot for, well i i shot for uh just two days um and then there was a couple of principals, and they, were, they shot for, I believe, three, maybe four. It was a very uh, tightly run ship because uh, the director and the producers um, were doing everything on a union scale. So they, uh, which is nice, you know, as a you know, part of production yeah. or as an actor, um, it's also very expensive. Um, right. And if I remember correctly, to get the rights to a Stephen King short, uh, you, you can't make any money on it. Uh, It can go to uh, festivals and it can be shown and all that, but you can't make any money. So it's definitely a passion project. Wow. And then for
2: effects, how, how many days on set was effects?
7: It was just two days. Uh, I was there with Ira and um, it was very interesting. Actually it was quite, quite challenging because of the timeline, because we were going at such a rapid pace and we had, you know, such quick, Kind of changeovers um, actually made it where his makeup could literally scrape off.
5: <laughs> that oh, sounds wow. strange.
7: That sounds very strange. But I actually used um, I used some products that basically stayed wet and did this layering process to give the look that we wanted to give. And I, I mean, I painted and did everything. But basically, he stayed in this kind of moist condition, so <laughs> he was literally like the character. Um kinda of wet and gooey and moist. And um but it looked great on camera and that's exactly the look, you know, that translucent look with layering and, and multiple things. That's what we wanted. But it also had the added advantage of I, you know, literally took a paper towel and wiped off his makeup for quick changes. Oh, so it was, it was a definite challenge. The next day when it was even warmer, just keeping him <laughs> in that moist state, just trying to keep him wet enough until his shot came up. But um, it all worked out, and uh, the experiment worked, and it was um, pretty cool. I was pretty proud of. It was definitely out of the box. For you know, typical makeup effects, and I yeah. was um, intrigued <laughs> by the process and how to make it all work against the timeline. So, so where were you shooting again? In Portland. In Portland. I, okay, so we shot at a, a private residence. So
2: nice. Um do you have something else, or I, I can ask, but I've, I've been holding back because I'm trying to please go ahead so since you guys since uh, you both worked on a Stephen King short were obviously brought to the material not just because you were getting paid but hey it's an awesome little short story it's one of his better ones actually in that series collection of of, uh, short stories what are some other? are you fans of Stephen King Uh, what are some other shorts if you would like to be adapted or would you or you like to read or uh, what is one of your favorite but anything you want to dish about uh, uh, about Stephen King what, <laughs> what are you what, what do you what's your opinion on his uh, work well overall? I'm going to let Ira
7: answer this question because I know for a fact he's a huge Stephen King
0: fan
6: it's yes ah. I am a huge Stephen King fan so um, which short every single one
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: see every it? single one made into a short film
4: yeah. Here,
6: there'd um, be tigers. Just just all of them because I'm greedy <laughs> and I'm uh yeah, and it's and I know that there's there's many of the short stories that they're they're not that great compared to some of his others and uh, it's a total fanboy thing um because I would sit there with my huge collection to uh of these stories to watch and people would go well that one wasn't very good and I would say well that's too bad because it's not for you. Well, I mean, I
2: mean well, as, as as broad a statement as that is and and it's nice to know that you're a big fan, but when you shake the box, there's got to be one that falls out. There always is. So what's the one that if you if you had every chance to do work on in any way shape or form, what's the one that comes to your mind?
6: You're going to hate me for this, but it's gray matter. Oh. I'm not, I'm not oh. even, uh,
2: he's, he's not
7: joking.
0: He
6: was so excited
0: wow. when I was, <laughs> I, uh, when I was a kid, I think
6: it. I was, I think I was 13 when I read it and it's, it is the, uh, it's just, it's the tempo is great. Um, how it reveals the story as it progresses and then it gets to the end and it's that blank check at the end, which a lot of times when a, when a writer does that, it's not. It's not good. It's that the writer just doesn't know how to end it or doesn't have the courage to end it. But on this one, uh, I think the way that it ends with it going either way, it just, as a kid, it traumatized me and I loved it. I mean, just that impending sense of doom. And it was just, it's something I never got over. So when I was offered the part um i as it, cliche as it is i literally had to step back for a second calm down not scream freak out do a dance and then say yeah sure um that sounds like a good time to willing to do that
7: yeah you, you have to understand too we, we, you know i get a lot of calls for different uh films and stuff and short films and stuff and initially before I. <laughs> knew what it was, he was like, What, eh. you know and then as soon as he found out it was gray matter, he completely freaked out and um that's great because, like I said, the makeup was a little you know a little different, a little challenging, so um it was great to have him all in, yeah, <laughs> a lot of actors were like, What are you going to do to me? What are you smearing on me so,
2: <laughs>
6: yeah, <laughs> that's I that he
2: enthusiastic.
6: Well, as a yeah,
2: horror geeks, so we like weird goos and oozes of various shapes and forms. So <laughs> it's just
0: how it is. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> um, I'm afraid I am think- not that familiar with Stephen King. So uh, this was one of my, you know, I've only read a few stories, and I, I really enjoyed this one um, and uh, thought it was great. Again, body horror. It got me
2: at body
0: horror. So, right. You know, yeah. the,
2: if I, the one I would like to do, I've always I've been thinking about it pretty seriously since we've been interviewing a lot of these dollar babies, is one that's actually already been done, but I'd like to redo it. And that is, thank you for smoking. I actually think there's a really, really scary story in there. And the one in Cat's Eye is cute, but it's more it's oh, campy. Yeah, Quitters Incorporated. Quitters, Inc. Thank you for... Yeah, uh, Th- thank you for smoking is a Aaron Eckhart movie. Very different film. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I do that sometimes when I'm trying to think. I I'm not very good at thinking.
5: I'm uh, rocking my brain. It's like maybe yeah. I'm not a Stephen Quinter- King fan. Oh,
2: no, wait. no, oh, Quitters <laughs> Incorporated. That's the one I was thinking. But I knew it, you know what the one? In, the fir- it, It's the first short in Ca- in Cat's Eye, which I actually really like. I actually like that movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think there's a scarier version of that. And I know someone was talking about remaking it, uh, but I don't know if it actually ever happened. But that was one I've always wanted to see someone redo. I've
1: mm-hmm. always wanted to see somebody do a really good Boogeyman, because that was the story that scared the shit out of me out of Night Shift.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know,
5: just well, all of Night Shift is was pretty, pretty yeah. solid.
2: I I love Bats, so, you know, it wins. <laughs> you know, there's that You know, I, I have no issues with, with grimy, gooey Gopher guts or any of that kind of stuff So, you know, I love That's the thing, Stephen King and Grey Matter Is a good example of it, you'll see uh, In Creepshow and Grey Matter There's this whole thing about Nate And the raft, the raft is another Example of that Of, uh, of nature oh, so absor- oh, it's one of my favorites Absorbing Us back in like, you know, we're, yeah. we're being sucked back into the nether. And, and, you know, which is freakier than just dying or, or being burnt to a crisp. It's actually being absorbed. And and, and, and I've always been yeah. terrified of oozes. I love oozes. It's like one of my favorite subgenres of film. And, and Stephen King kind of does it a lot.
5: Yeah. Yeah, he does ooze a lot, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: <laughs> he does. Yes. Um, e- even, in, even in like non
5: oozing stuff like even like in carrie it's not like a particularly oozy story but now that i'm thinking about it from page one when we're talking about pimples to
4: <laughs> blood at the prom
5: there's a lot of oozing descriptions
2: yeah it totally is and cronenberg kind of picked up on that because in dead zone dead zone's not a body horror book but there's a ton of body horror in the movie (laughs) i mean a lot
0: right talk
2: about your masters of horror uh that by the way would be an automatic triple bonus for that movie um so uh we have a (laughs) contest coming (laughs) up Yeah, they don't know, but we have a contest coming up in October, and this year's theme for the contest is uh, of the Kings and the Masters, so we're talking about Clive Barker, Stephen King, and Mick Garris, uh, so that's uh, why like, you are getting, you are part of this, like, whole build-up, all summer I've been talking Stephen King, and so uh, uh, so thank you for coming on the show with that, uh, uh, where can they see Grey matter?
7: Well, we're still, I know, there, I, I know there was one more scene that uh, they were trying to do a pickup of, because it was uh, rushed towards the end, and um, we're just waiting to hear when we can do that pickup, and then the piece, everything else is great, it was just one little pickup shot that needs to happen, so we're just waiting to hear when that's at, when that's going to be done, and then uh, I hear the rest of the assembly's great, and it's all put together, so i just waiting to hear from Bolin on uh, when this is all going to happen. But you know how it is in film. Everyone's you know, on other projects right now. So it's really trying to get the gang back together is not a simple task. So
6: right. oh, yeah. oh, when we, when we do find along. out what we can do is... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say we could let sure. Raven know. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. let oh, me yeah, know. Please. And also there's the uh, Facebook... There's a Facebook page, Grey Matter, a short film, I think it's called. And then there's Ooh. also an official website as well. I'm assuming they'll update those as it gets closer to a release also.
6: Excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it because uh, I, I worked very hard as a classically trained actor when it came to the uh, killing and eating of the cat scene. I uh, believe <laughs> that it was um, very artistically done, very emoting, and uh, I want to see how that plays out on screen. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: He's
5: not BSing either. This guy has studied Shakespeare at the Royal Academy. He's, he's the real deal. And he's eating cats. Uh, I love him. <laughs> I mean, thank
6: you like, for the truth line there, Raven.
2: That, just remember, I people go deal with horror and Shakespeare overlap, and I go, Titus Andronicus. Booyah. Yes,
5: uh, you know, you. My
2: favorite. <laughs> you know? Why, there they so,
0: are in that pie. Yeah, One of my so, favorite lines
3: from the Scottish play is horror horror heaped on horror's head
2: that's right so we got all these uh... things going down we think that we are actually like emotionally uh, classy people (laughs) on this show (laughs) Uh, so uh,
0: I never agreed um, to that that yeah yeah well anyway, oh, I'm sorry guys. I
2: I'm, I'm punch drunk clearly and I'm just I'm just got coffee in me. What do you know? Uh so uh, Ira and Christine, uh we are going to you have a choice now. This is a big choice. First of all, thank you again for being on the show and yeah. please let us know as soon as Grey Matter is available or about to be available so we can blast that everywhere we can in all our groups Definitely. and what have you? Um, and, um, uh, so where can they find you on the interwebs if they want to hire you?
7: Oh, uh, ravenousstudios.com. Ravenous Studios is my company and, uh, have a website ravenousstudios.com where you can see all sorts of fun monster pictures and gory pictures and gooey pictures, <laughs> all the fun stuff there. Um,
0: Great man. Yeah, and
7: there's videos and all sorts yeah. of fun stuff to look at. So definitely come visit the website ravenousstudios.com and uh, kind of check out the kind of trouble I get it get into up here <laughs> in Portland, Oregon.
6: Yep.
2: Excellent. <laughs> and what about you, sir, Mister Ira? Uh,
6: you can you can you can easily contact me through uh, through that website too. Um, I am often referred to in our relationship as the experiment because when we first met, she was very uh, happy about how small my pores were and dry my skin was because it's found me longer than most people. So, yeah. Um, a lot You're of making monsters, it
0: sound so creepy. <laughs> a lot of the monsters you'll see
6: on that, that uh, <laughs> page are yours truly. Oh,
7: actually, you know, that's uh, – so I don't have names listed on a lot of the portfolio pictures, but uh, go play – it's kind of a Where's Waldo. So if you go to the website, <laughs> to try to figure out which ones are Ira. Um, awesome. And it, it's actually kind of tricky. And we just did a character Ooh. recently, which I didn't even recognize him through the makeup. So
6: it's oh, wow.
7: uh, it's really fun. He he does completely transform and change his gait, his character, his walk, his talk, everything. So he, he sometimes even his whole facial expression really changes. But um, yeah, have fun trying to figure out which one's Ira.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs>
7: I
8: now really know. I know for the play. small really delicate
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's got beautiful extra skin. Oh boy. true. <laughs>
2: All right, well you you folks are you you're welcome to stay on if you want. We're gonna take a quick break and uh move to our next topic. I want to again thank you for being on the show. Talking about Grey Matter, well, about thank you for, King. Go ahead.
6: Thank you for letting us out of the deep bowels of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Come and play <laughs> on the show. It's been fun.
2: All right. Well, be careful down there. It gets hot this time of year. So, uh, you know, and uh, make sure you have your blood tubing. You're going to need it. So <laughs> much love, guys. Uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, you can either hang yourselves up or you can stay on and talk Jim Henson because that's what we're doing next after I make a, some house cleaning. Uh, so it's up to you. I'm going to play. Let's go for a classic, shall we? Should we go Moving Right Along or Dance Magic Dance? Which one should
6: we do? I'll let the. Oh,
2: Stop it. <laughs> Surprise <laughs> me. Um,
6: yeah, dance, magic, dance. That's a classic. Nice. All
2: right, we'll be back in 2 and
0: 35. <laughs> you remind me of the babe. Babe, the power. What power of voodoo. <laughs> you, you do. What? Remind me of the babe. Quiet! <laughs> a goblin babe. Well... Baby said. Dance, magic, dance. magic, dance. magic, dance. dance magic, dance. Let's make
6: Jump,
0: magic, Jump, magic, jump. magic, Jump, magic, Let's make it. on, baby. let make him Make In nine hours and 23 minutes, you'll be mine. <laughs> I saw my baby Trying hard as Babe could try What could I do My baby's fun Has gone And left my baby Blue Nobody knew What kind of magic Else to use I let me Under light Then baby said
2: that was a quick break and now we're back on the sexy witches want to again thank ira and christine cordham for calling in for and talking about their short the dollar baby short stephen king's gray matter which is in the night shifts collection but that's a pretty awesome collection if you haven't read it's one of his better collection of creepy crawly monster stories i really like those um and uh yeah yeah Aaron even is like yeah they were really good so thank you guys for calling in it was awesome uh we're gonna shift gears and talk animation august uh this else but before we get into that uh just want to remind you this is our second to last regular season episode of sexy witches uh we uh have one more on the 10th which is going, I don't know the whole subject, but our guest that day will be Tristan. Uh, or not Tristan, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. I wish it was Tristan Risk, but we love her. She's been on the show before. But in this case, it's Jill Six. Uh, Jill Sixth is the filmmaker, and I'm really excited to have her on. Uh, she uh, did uh, The Stylist a few years ago, and she also just came out with a short called uh, One Last Meal, and uh, she is about to do the feature-length version of The Stylist. And so she's going to call in, talk about that, and also she's going to be our last Summer of Steven guest. Uh, because she is a huge fan of Stephen King. So that'll be, um, that'll be our, sec- our next episode, which is September 10th uh, here on The Sexy, which is uh, at some point I'm going to squeeze in a Repo Nerds with Steve. We haven't done one of those in a while, but um, I am actually leaving one job and starting another, so that's taking up a lot of my time. I'm still going to be an archivist. I don't have to change the name of the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
8: Uh oh, I drop?
0: Uh oh, ruh row. What happened?
5: Uh oh, I don't know. I guess Liz hey, dropped. I thought I, I dropped. <laughs> yes, finally.
1: Oh, we must oh. have lost
5: her. Yeah. I was just thinking of all the because we've asked that question a lot about the what short story would you like to adapt. Um, mm-hmm. and everyone's had one. It's really funny. I mean, even though Iris has gray matter in the back of your head, when that's your next project, you always think, Really? But I kind <laughs> of I believe him. I believe him.
3: Yeah. But no, it was funny seemed, that
5: he tried to get away with all of them. Into
3: that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I was gonna actually ask him uh his reasoning and he had it laid out and he had it laid out like either an author or a literature critic. I, I mean, who yeah. talks about tempo in stories? Uh, I was very impressed with him. And then um, yeah. he actually, I thought, blunted what I see as Stephen King's biggest weakness, that he can't write a fucking ending to save his life. Oh, uh, you t- by okay. That...
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> come on, come on. Can we talk to Stan for a second?
0: Let's talk to Stan Whoa. for a moment.
3: <laughs> Can we talk Deus Ex Machina? No, no, Literally. The hand of God. What does it The hand of God. You're kidding me. No, it's the hand of God. Okay. Okay. Let's
5: watch it for a second. I think he's allowed to I think
3: earned it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant spider. What is a giant telepathic spider? You're fucking kidding me. No, it's a spider. It's giant. It's telepathic.
0: Speaking of Okay, spiders.
3: really? That's what we're going that's what we're going okay.
1: Stephen King short stories, though. Isn't The walk being adapted? Which one? The Long Walk. Isn't The Long Walk his Yeah, stuff? I
5: think so. I think it's going to be like a Hulu series.
1: Oh, now I'm really excited. hulu has been doing some really good Stephen King stuff?
5: Word, right? I, I wasn't about to even blink at Castle Rock, and I don't know why, because I love Stephen King, and then once I sat down and Thought I was going to work. It was really easy and just hypnotic almost. Um, I love how they're tying all of the Stephen King universes kind of into one.
3: Hmm. Natalie was watching that and she was pretty impressed.
5: Yeah, check it out if I you get it.
1: I only got the first episode in, and for some reason, I haven't been able to sit down and watch it again but i did quite enjoy the adaptation that they did of 112163 is that it 112263
5: yeah all yeah. oh, right 1122 yeah i just rewatched that too actually it's still on hulu um and it's I, I i was doing a podcast called back row Bettys. before i met you guys it's okay and we were talking about chris <laughs> cooper movies and um so i was just was trying to watch all the chris cooper stuff i hadn't seen and part of that was 112263 and man i got sucked into that fast and i don't usually mm. like period pieces unless they're from i don't know before my parents were born <laughs> that's that's the periods i want to see <laughs> um and so a lot of um you know, the 60s isn't that far away, way back when you're at 40. So, um, <laughs> but it, it is still really stylized so well. The costuming is so good in that. Um, yeah, check it out for real. Can space.
2: you guys hear cool. me? Now I can. You can. I'm back. Your towards. phone. Who's this? Yay. It, it, I'm actually <laughs> completely locked out of the system. It still thinks I'm connected as a
0: host. Oh, so goodness. I'm calling oh, yeah. from
2: my cell phone because, of course, we have to have, like, you know, some kind of drama because things were going way too well. <laughs> uh, you know, so.
5: Uh, At least it happened uh, after the guests this time.
2: <laughs> yes. Instead yes, of during either. the guests. Or right at the top of the guest, like Brian Trent right. Smith. I was like, "Oh my god! Like my biggest <laughs> guest of <Bye>. the year, <laughs> yeah, biggest guest of the year, and I'm fucking up." Uh, you know. So, but anyway, we're back, and so you guys were talking mi- movies or something. I I don't know what you were talking about. No, we, were,
5: we, were, we were kind of following up on the interview. Yeah, no, we were just oh, talking okay. Stephen
2: King. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, I was gonna. I don't need to talk much more about my new job, but I am busy doing that. That's why I didn't read Gray Matter, which I would yeah. like to have reread it, but the new job is taking up extra time. But the madness is getting some attention, and uh, that's in um, two week, two what, three episodes from now. The 24th is real close. So mm-hmm. we're gonna. Have, so we're we're right facing. A deep dive into Stephen King, and if people are interested, you can go to Facebook and join the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. Uh, and yeah. announcements, you will see an, arc, uh, an article from the Consequences Sound that has every single Stephen King adaptation there is uh, ranked, and you can read about them and who. And uh, it, it's a good way to get an idea of what you want to watch for the madness this year. But don't forget to not to not ignore. Mick Garris or or Clive Barker. Clive Barker is going to, you know, we got to make sure we give Mm -hmm. represent him. Matter of fact, I'm going to give my team name reveal right now, if you want to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know Raymond already knows uh, because we talked about it yesterday, but I am going to be the Fifth Dominion. So um, that's a Clive Barker reference. Uh, The Fifth Dominion is what they call the Earth in Imagica. Which is the realm of Earth, so uh, that's uh, so Team Fifth Dominion. I thought it kind of sounded kind of demonic a little bit.
0: It does. Cool. Can we have
1: a Team Meteor Shit? A what? <laughs> team Meteor Shit.
2: Meteor <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> no, no, but uh, can I change a- my team name? <laughs>
2: Oh um, no! I love your team name. We're not re- we're not revealing your team name until um, okay. the Madness Roll Post Day. <laughs> I you
5: know,
2: so um, it anyway, is pretty good, so,
5: but I'm not saying anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so uh, I mentioned the stylist and Jill uh, Jill Six is going to be on the show uh, in the next show on the 10th. Um, the stylist campaign Kickstarter launched two days ago or three days ago. So go you can go and you can contribute. And here's big news on my end. The FP2, you know, the film I was in last year, there is is a go on the script. Three and four is done. And the campaign... Goes live <laughs> this weekend, so oh, uh, boy. so, so uh, you can contribute to uh, Jason and Tuley and make a new FP movie. Uh, and Escape from Bako is the name of FP3. Bako is a prison, so we're gonna have uh, it's gonna be uh, different but same as. You know, it's gonna be wild. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Woohoo. So, um <laughs> that's coming up. But there's so much good happening this weekend and I wanted to quickly go over it and lead us into our talk tonight. First of all, uh, uh, if you want to still go Do some conventions There's some really good ones This following weekend Creature Feature Weekend Has its inaugural debut In Gettysburg, Pennsylvania uh, Days of the Dead Louisville is this weekend And Dragon Con Of course The biggest fantasy convention In the country mm-hmm. Is this weekend So there's a lot of stuff there And, uh, and then, uh, ne- then the following weekend We have two things We have Horror Hound In the- Indianapolis which is going to have its first or second year at the convention itself. It's gotten back the big. first
1: year. First year, yeah, first year. Have people- you heard their new guest? Uh, no. Patrick Wilson. Pretty big guest. Ooh, right on. Yeah, that's a huge guest. I'm very excited about that because if Patrick Wilson's starting to do conventions, yeah, uh, that's going to be a top priority for me.
2: Cool. Um, also that same weekend, of course, is It Chapter 2, um, speaking of Stephen King. So that's kind of a big deal. And then um, television, uh, we're getting to it. First of all, um, the 29th which is coming up. And um, I, I, YouTube Prime is going to go for free with ads starting the twenty fourth of September. But before that, they're doing a special thing starting on the 29th. So this week um, they drop season one Cobra Kai for free, but you Yay. only have yeah, you only have it until uh, September eleventh, when they pull it, and then but then they drop season two. And, and I, I don't know if they're dropping it all at once or they're dropping it per episode, but you're going to get to see that for free leading up to the new season in 2020. So
1: nice.
2: uh, so uh, keep so do that. Uh, I, I, I've been, I really want to see Cobra Kai. I've been waiting and waiting, and I was like, I just, once again, it's I mean, fun. you saw me res- resisting Disney, but, you know, I just can't bring myself to buy something for one property. You know, it's, yeah, you know, the first
5: two uh, episodes it, are free though.
2: Oh, but it is free with ads, but it is free, so that's awesome. Um, Amazon right. Prime is dropping a huge series also with uh nipple boy Orlando Bloom. Uh, he's <laughs> uh, he's uh, in uh, a gothic noir mystery murder y thing called uh Carnival Row which Aaron can contest to was all over San Diego Comic-Con. Like like on billboards, on buses. They were giving out yeah, it's, swag. They were just It's enemies. all over LA too. Yeah, so all over the place. So that's dropping, but more importantly, and this is for us, uh, or at least for me and for tonight's subject, uh we finally get to see the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance series, which drops on the 30th. And uh, Mm -hmm. um, now, if you're of a certain age, you were pretty much raised on Jim Henson. I mean, Disney wasn't out in the theaters all the time. That was something that when you went to the church service, they would rent like a credible journey and you could watch it on 16. Uh, You know, it wasn't a lot of Disney presence. They might have a movie in the theater and then pull it. But on TV, once a week, every night, the whole country stopped to watch puppets, in particular, Jim Henson's The Muppet Show. Uh, And of course, even before that, I would say every single one of us had Sesame Street in their lives on this show, I
1: would say, right? All of us? Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
5: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My my mom said that.
5: And Saturday Night Live.
1: My mom said that when I was a year old that she knew that there was one day a week that I could sit in front of the television for a half hour and not move, and she'd get a small break, and that was always the Muppet Show. (laughs) (laughs) Good
5: one.
2: Oh, my my parents are watching it with me. I mean, we were like, all of us were glued to the television. Yeah, (laughs) we watched it together. It was the one, yeah, that was one thing, like, my dad often would, like, bring home, like, maybe a big bag of McDonald's. Now, you don't understand. I was, like, uber poor, Uh, so bringing home McDonald's for me was was a treat. So, you know, we'd we'd do a a camp out on the coffee table, and we'd watch Muppet Show. Uh, It was kind of a big deal for us, Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I still love the Muppet Show to this day. It actually holds up if you watch them. Uh, oh, and absolutely but uh but but Jim Henson and the Muppets like you know right Raven's right they go back even farther I mean this, I'm in the DC area and he's from here and so there's uh, Kukla Flan and Ollie which was the big thing in this area uh and uh you also you know and he did a lot of specials uh like there was one on Valentine's Day with a bunch of monsters I remember that. I mean
0: I can yeah. never remember
2: what the name of the damn special is, but I can still see it. It's a Valentine's special. I think it's like Monsters Valentine or something like that. You know, it's actually called that. Uh, <laughs> I have to look it up, but maybe one of us can find it. We can like make sure we know the name of it. But uh, he he is a uh, huge huge like he was doing stuff for PBS around here. Uh, once upon a time if you go back you can find him on youtube he did this whole half hour thing about puppetry uh on on pbs here in the local area and it's really fascinating he even goes to the point where he shows that all you need for a puppet is a hand you don't even need costumes you don't need the the, the puppet itself your hand is the puppet uh and he does a whole scene with just hands uh you know it, it's um it's rather, you know, he, he's super, super, uber influential. But he's so much more than the Muppets, even, even when he was doing the Muppets, because he loved fantasy, and he wanted to create fantastical worlds. And so one of the most wonderful collaborations on the planet happened for just two movies, just two. But we got it, and that was Brian Froud and Jim Henson. And Brian Froud was the one that designed the Creatures, Jim Henson wrote the story and designed uh, designed the puppets with this studio. And we get two classic movies, one that is beloved a bit more, which is Labyrinth. I think actually more people love Labyrinth than they love Dark Crystal. But the other one is Dark Crystal. Yeah, Uh, most of us were
1: super creeped out by Dark Crystal at that age.
2: (laughs) uh, I saw Dark Crystal in the theaters. I I did too. First run, like I, I was too. not. Whole family went uh, blown away by it. Uh, you know, I, I I knew what to expect in the sense that I I've been following even then. I was following all the news. <laughs> you know, eighty two. I am nine. Uh, so and eighty two, just so you know, it was a really good year for movies. Go and Google eighty two. Yeah. Eighty two had a did some of some of my favorite films are all from 1982 and i think connie by is also that year uh so uh you know there's some really good movies and they're all high fantasy a lot of the ones i like uh so and i would actually consider dark crystal high fantasy i mean it does set a universe and a, a multiverse is hinted at but they never actually show it um <clears throat> it looks like we might be getting some of that in this version coming up. Um, so yeah. uh, uh, I could talk forever about Jim Henson, but let's have someone, so Raven, why don't you talk about your experience? Because you're a stagecraft person as well, and I'm assuming that puppets are fascinating in some level as well, besides just theater.
5: Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, I. So I also saw... Dark Crystal in the theater, and the Skeksis really scared me, but in a way that also fascinated me. Um, I was able to get lost really easily and forget that I was looking at felt and hair. (laughs) Um, And I also was a really big Muppet Show fan as well. We kind of did a similar uh, McDonald's and (laughs) Muppet Show night. Um, And it I, the thing that has always impressed me about pretty much any of the Henson Studios anything, and that includes all of his children, is how well they are able to make something that is so enjoyable no matter how old you are. I don't think there's an age limit or minimum for Jim yeah. Henson.
2: No, it, it was never not. intended to have one. Uh, you know, that, yeah. that Disney owns it is almost a fluke in some ways.
5: I can't think of anyone else who excels at that in this sort of way. Um, so that's something that makes him stand out. But even from, like, Brian Henson's involvement with Mirror Mask, uh, maybe your three-year-old oh, yeah. isn't going to understand the plot, but it's so beautiful to look at. And I've watched Mirror Mask with younger viewers and with older viewers than myself, um, and they all found something that spoke to them personally. And yeah, I think I, that's I, really the magic of it. I, think that that Mirror to Mask,
2: I have something I big. Go <laughs> ahead. I'm bringing someone on, though. We have a caller. So go ahead, Erin Marie.
1: I think that um, Mirror Mask was the first Neil Gaiman property I fell in love with. And, you know, it oh, was yeah. just... It was gorgeous. It had that labyrinth theme, that kind of spoiled girl redemption thing going on, Um, and the fantasy elements in in Jim Henson Studios. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. Seven oh six, you're
2: on with the sexy witches. Hello.
4: Hi, Is it me? Hello. Thank
2: you for calling Lynette Tester. (laughs) She's a fan of the FP and also of the madness. Thank you for calling (laughs) in. So uh, you're also a huge Jim Henson fan. I was
4: told. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't want to give you like a biography or anything. I'll just put it this way. I had some health issues when I was younger. I didn't get out a lot. And my dad, he's the one that got me into everything. And the first time I saw Dark Crystal, that was my, like, three-year-old movie. Like, I would watch that five times a day. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't behave, you don't get to watch it today. It was like that for me. So <laughs> I have a deep attachment to it. And, um you know, just going into D&D and everything that I've been into in my life, it can be traced back to those elements. So what was it, Elizabeth, was it like two months ago the promo started come out for Age of Resistance or something like that? Like the, getting the trailer dropped like a month and a half ago or something?
2: Well, there's been three trailers actually dropping. Yeah. Uh, uh, There was a trailer dropped uh, right before uh, Age of Resistance dropped at San right. Diego. There was one that dropped after San Diego, and then the one dropped a couple right. days ago. Uh so,
4: yeah, the one. The one. Yeah, the one I'm talking about, like the big one that dropped, I actually had like footage and everything. I know the exact day that came out, because, you know, I just moved to my new house and everything, and I've been working like super crazy. And honestly, I hadn't kept up with it. Next thing I know, I'm getting like tag after tag after tag on Facebook, because all my friends know how much I love it. (laughs) And I woke up, and I saw all the tags, I'm like, has someone heard this? Is everything okay? And I opened my phone, and everybody had tagged me on that trailer. I'm like, oh, that's why I got 800 tags. <laughs> so, of course, I watched it like a dozen times that day. And this Friday, I am off for a complete 24 hours. I'm going to be radio silence, not online, nothing. I'm going to be binge watching. The kids are in school now. But when, they, when they land on that bus, until they land back at my front door, it's going to be on. And I'm going to be doing nothing but watching it that day. That's a good plan. Yeah. So, yeah, I am ready.
2: So, um, going back real quick, Erin Marie, I wanted to bring you back in about Mirror Mask for a second. You know how I said I went to see Dark Crystal first run? Yes. I also saw Mirror Mask first run. Oh. And I I dragged Kim and John and Eddie and Bonnie to see it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, at the sunshine in downtown. New- oh, well actually South of Houston and on Houston street in New York city. That's why I, I was, I was, I was like, we well, are going cause it hardly played anywhere. I'm like, you're going to see this movie with me. Uh, <laughs> I did that twice to them. I did it once for that. And once for Bobo Hotel, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, which is at the end. So, uh, uh, so I, I understand, Lynn, when you're saying like I, you know, we have to see the Jim Henson, oh, yeah. the the Henson piece. Oh yeah. They have to see it. And and Brian and his what? Aaron Cogan. What's his daughter? His daughter's name is it Linda mm. or Jill? Linda Henson. Ooh. Is that who okay. it is? I always. No. Yeah. It's Brian Henson uh. and then Linda and it's his actual daughter who's the showrunner on Age of Resistance. Um, I should call it up, because I you know, don't have my notes in front of me, even though I worked on them today. Uh, yeah, you I know. Yeah, so am I right? Am I right? Lisa right? Henson. Is right about- Lisa Hansen? Is it Lisa? Lisa Hansen? Uh, ah, I think so. Her. It's Lisa or Linda. <laughs> I, I knew it started with a no. I was saying Henson. I, was, I, I think I would be with Yeah, it is. Woohoo! Oh, thank you. Uh, It is okay. Henson. <laughs> So she's the showrunner on on the new uh on the on, on it and then uh, of course she hired uh Louis Latour, who is of Marvel fame, uh, you know, the director and and he's a pretty solid director. I, I can see him doing an okay job. Uh you know, I actually like his Hulk uh movie with isn't it
1: Ed Norton in his Hulk movie? Oh right. Uh, I just finally watched that uh last month. <laughs> I yeah.
2: yeah, I like that one. I mean, I'll forgive him Clash of the Titans. Uh, nothing could have saved that screenplay. Nothing. Uh, but um <laughs> but you know, he, he he's got an in
1: Titans. So much more. You, you you like the new Clash of the Titans? Oh, God! yeah! that was super fucking entertaining. I like both of them <laughs> oh no 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 I, I like the black horse,
2: but that was about it uh, <laughs> So, I don't know but i don't but anyway he he's 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 not just directed movies though he's done considerable amount of television, I believe so um he should be fingers crossed i'm I, I'm a little terrified and excited now granted he's my age. So he must have the same passion that I have for Dark Crystal. He probably saw it first run in the theaters. I wonder how he felt. Like, You're getting Dark Crystal. I would just absolutely flip uh, getting it. We have another caller. Hold the line, everybody. Woo-hoo. 410 four ten area code. You're on with the sexy witches. How you doing?
0: <laughs> no, it's me. <laughs> it's the evil genius. It's... <laughs>
8: Hi, Evil
0: Genius. I thought it was a How ghost. Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's my <not funny>. name. <laughs> well, Miss Giggle
2: Muffin, I, there's a reason why you're calling in. Why are you calling in right now? I watched the Dark Crystal for the first time. <gasps>
0: nice.
5: Did you so like it?
2: What did you t- What did you talk talk about it? Well probably my favorite part was riding the giant bunnies. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, I want one so bad.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do look like bunnies. I thought they did. So the land okay. riders.
0: When <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. saw
2: them, I'm like bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> what else?
0: Um,
2: The scariest part would probably... Thank you, Lynette. Luna had to go. (laughs) Go ahead, Lily. Oh, Um, probably, probably my favorite, probably, probably the scariest part, the saddest part would be
5: um her dying. But luckily, she comes back to life.
2: Yeah, still sad.
5: I I forgot her name. I forgot her name.
2: Kira. Her name is Kira. Kira. Right. (laughs) So, are you gonna watch uh the new one with me? Yeah. Excellent. So um
4: there's gonna, there's gonna there's gonna there's actually three comic books of comic books of prequels from the movie. Um so they're probably gonna add that parts like the name of the,
0: the land, there's actually the name of it starts with the T I think. Teresa? Oh. So
2: excellent. <laughs> now evil genius. Tell them where they can find you on the web, because I have given you rain on the official Sexy Witches YouTube page. What do we do there? Well, what? well um, uh, we just hit 20 subscribers at Black Stars. My, chan- my official channel
4: is Roses Underscore Studios, capital R,
5: capital S. Like All the
2: words are capitalized.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're all our names.
2: Black stars of right. purple I that bug me. All right. Well, well, thank you for calling. Talk to you later. See. Have a good good night.
4: Oh, and, Hi. and I'm wait, wait, wait. I have to say, I'm okay. drawing hand drawing these for the first time without without um layers. Oh, well, <laughs> that's actually, uh, I think it looks pretty good.
2: Bye. Ooh. Bye. <laughs>
8: okay, bye. <laughs>
2: And that was the evil genius calling in. That and, makes uh, me so
5: happy that she liked it, that she yeah. liked the dark Crystal. That's awesome. As a matter of
2: fact, it was funny. I, I, I told her, well, if you watched it tonight, uh, today, because she was off here and she had nothing to do, I said, if you watch it, I might let you on the show. And as I come home from work, I walk in, literally the last frame of the movie, you know, that beautiful shot of the castle all sparkly. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Nice. It. so that was cool um, so <laughs> yeah uh, I, I'm glad uh, I showed her Labyrinth on her second birthday and she also showed it at her fifth birthday which was a slumber party so uh, you know she she's well versed in Henson so nice. <laughs> you know well well versed in Henson um, you know when uh, I, I don't own any of the Muppets except for what I have on VHS. But there were some decent box sets that I burned through when I first got Netflix and I could watch them like in bed. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. You know, so. Uh,
5: for a while on cool. Netflix, they had the storyteller up for like a couple of years, but um, it hasn't been streaming now for about the same amount of time. That Netflix, I do have anyway. on
2: DVD. I actually own a copy of Storyteller Downstairs. Because I knew that one was going to be one of those properties that might get harder to find as you're going on. So I I really wanted to make sure I had one. Um, um, I also want to give a shout-out to Fraggle Rock. A lot of people forget about Fraggle Rock. And Fraggle Rock has actually, I think, uh, I mean, come on, Jim Henson has some of the best people writing songs for him ever, right? But, like, some of the best songs were in Fraggle Rock. Uh, Some of his favorites that he liked was in Fraggle Rock. I mean, it, it, it's surprisingly good. Um, I, 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 I really, and that was on HBO back in the day. I, I don't know how many of you grew up with that, but I, well, that was another show that all of us decided to sit down. I used to tape this music off the TV with my little tape recorder <laughs> so I would have the song.
5: We didn't have HBO, so I only got Fraggle Rock if there was a free week. And they do, uh-huh. like, all their top shows and stuff. So I got to watch Fraggle Rock, like, once a year, once or twice a year.
1: I, I used to go over to my cousin's house and watch Fraggle Rock because they had a HBO. And it is actually currently my wallpaper on my phone.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Fraggle>. Aw. <Aww. laughs> See, no, I was a big cool.
1: fan of
3: Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas when well, I was. Yes.
1: <laughs> Special. I watch it every single year religiously. Love it. Yeah. And one of the one of the biggest complaints I have, um, he had another Christmas special right before he passed away that he was in, and it combined Sesame Street, Muppets, and Fraggle's um, hmm. the Muppet Family Christmas. I don't know if anybody remembers that one. I remember no. that they yeah. they
2: did a, he actually does a nativity scene with realistic puppets at the end. I uh,
1: I have a copy of it, um, but the one really huge. Huge complaint I have about the copy I have is they cut out a lot of the jokes.
2: Aww. Um, you know,
1: like the biggest running joke was people every time they come into the farmhouse slipping on the icy patch so that when the piggy comes in at the end, everybody in the house goes, Be careful of the icy patch. But they left that part in and took out all of the other ones. So that joke made no fucking sense.
0: Oh. Uh, you also have
1: to be careful with Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas.
2: There's like three different cuts of it, and uh, oh, they oh. all and all are not created equal. Uh, you know, uh, one of them, cu- yeah. Uh, the, the the There's one that cuts all of Kermit's narration out and adds uh-huh. somebody what? else's narration. Uh, oh. There there is one that rearranges the songs, which is like inexcusable. Uh, you know, oh, wow. it 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 cuts a whole verse out of um, the the song that she sings in the creek. Uh, you know, and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, and it, and it's a whole cut and a whole
4: verse of Washtub Out. Uh, you know,
2: which is it,
1: it. Yep, that 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 song always makes me cry. It never fails.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, so you have to, because I think one is a, a TV edit for time with commercials, and that's the shorter one. And then there was one that was getting rid of the Muppets branding, which is, and then there's the one oh, that's it told. Nice. So I think that's why there's three cuts. So you have to be careful which one you have. I wonder if there would, was,
5: like, a disparity with cost of distribution if they included the Muppets or something. So they just cut out Kermit yeah. and went, look, it's not the Muppets.
0: I mean, a <laughs> now lot of people forget.
5: It.
2: There there was, like, a gap where we didn't have Muppets for a while in the mid-80s, yeah. the early 90s. Uh, Disney had bought them up for a while before then. They've actually owned them twice, uh, and they were doing some movies in the theaters starting in the 90s, you know, Muppets, Treasure Island, and Christmas Carol, and those films. Uh, but the only thing on television they were doing was, was the animated Muppet Babies. Uh oh, yeah, it, you know so they weren't doing really the much at all so there which wasn't a lot of
0: which
5: I still watched as a kid I watched, I watched Muppet Babies I probably wasn't much of a kid anymore at that point, but I still watched it <laughs> um, and I felt like I was watching it begrudgingly, it's like, but I have to watch the Muppets, so I have to watch this <laughs> um, I, I just it wasn't even like I forced myself to watch it though, it's just like a necessity of life, like breathing. You have it's if there's a Jim Henson related something I haven't seen, then obviously I need to see it. Mm-hmm. It's science. Well, <laughs> I, I, I
1: definitely a, had excellent songs. Um, there's, yeah. there's one song in particular that every time my kids would ever say they were afraid of the dark, I would always end up playing it for them. And I, I mean, I clearly remember it. It was called Good Things Happen in the Dark, and it was all about you know the beauty of nighttime, and, and you shouldn't be afraid of the dark. So I always broke that out when my kids said that. <laughs> Aww. Hmm. Uh,
0: there
2: There is a uh, drug, anti-drug special that came out that time period, an animated one. Um, it was called Cartoon All-Stars, and the Muppet Babies were in it, and uh, Leonardo from Teenage Ninja Turtles was in it. I believe Tim Curry played a smoke monster in it, uh, who is the evil drug temptation. Um, oh, my goodness. Th- there is not many copies of it, but the National Archives does have I one. I am and
0: remembering this. Oh, my God.
2: My husband did, was the, restored the file, which is pretty funny. Nice. Uh, it hmm. has a psychedelic ride through someone's brain while they're on LSD with the Muppet Babies.
0: <laughs> Right um,
2: on. It's it's uh, okay. I
4: want uh, to
2: see this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find copies. I think on the web now. It look on YouTube. If not, you can okay. hit us up. I think I have a digital copy floating around the house somewhere. Um, and so that's why when I think of Muffy babies, I just think of that special. Cause I actually <laughs> watched that special first run because at that point I was a huge fan of anything Ninja Turtles and, uh, and, and I'm not, I said Leonardo, but no, I'm wrong. It was Michelangelo, which was my favorite. That makes more sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's so, more yeah. popular. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, uh, and there was a
2: bunch and of And more likely people. to be
5: in rehab than the others.
1: Yeah. Cartoon also. True. Who else was in there? It? the pizza rehab though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: apparently there's Radical. a kid that needs to be Yeah, call, yeah, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue 1990 uh, It was one of the few times that they allowed, there's only two times that they have allowed Warner Brothers cartoon characters and Disney Mix
0: This was wow. one
2: The other was, of course, Roger Rabbit, which will never yep. happen right. ever again um, So uh, to, it Broadcaster.mp yeah, so uh, NBC. Disney's going to it,
3: bar, buy Warner Brothers. <laughs>
2: you know, trying to remember. Oh, Al, the animated Alf was one of the characters. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Roy E. Disney was one of the producers, which is wow. like a big deal. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese and Ronald McDonald uh, financed Wait. it.
0: Uh, oh, good <laughs> Lord.
2: Yeah, Ronald McDonald. Was the noid involved? Uh, what's the, uh, no, the I was an no. I actually remember.
5: The I remember an anti-drug commercial with the Noid, but I just can't no. remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's right. And there was a Noid cartoon for a while too. I don't know why. Moving on.
0: Oh <laughs> right. well. What,
2: it gets more psychedelic because if you you've gotta find us because the big hit number at the end, Wonderful Ways to Say No was written by get this, ready, Alan Minkin and Howard Ashman. Yeah. Right wow. at the of yeah, right at the height of this ninety. Uh, you know, uh, Beauty the Beast is ninety one. So you oh, know right at the height of their cr- they were about to like uh, you know blow up and they wrote. The-
5: I don't care what it is, but it is now my new audition song. Whatever <laughs> it is,
2: <laughs> I, I love I'm, it. I I'm so into that. You have no idea. That uh, is just awesome. Uh, so I highly recommend uh, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue in 1990 mm-hmm. with them featuring the Muppet Babies. Oh, and uh, and uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are also in it, and the Smurfs. Sure. And, and the Chipmunks. Why not? Sure.
0: And, and Furby. Not,
2: uh, oh, he's Cliff fucking in it, too. Like, I oh, and, man. And, and Daffy All and the Bugs. Truth. I mean, Daffy and Bugs and Winnie the Pooh are slumming with everybody else, so you
5: know with the wow. T V one. You know, so
2: anyway, you've gotta find it. I, I, I've always I liked, totally will. Yeah, I believe you can find it on YouTube in bad bad files. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, there's one really bad file of it. There's, and and if there's, it's all about marijuana, too, which is what's hysterical. I mean, like, what? mother <laughs> Babies oh, telling you it. not to smoke weed? Really? Really? And then, oh, look at what a psychedelic <laughs> ride through someone's brain. Yeah,
5: really? it's a good thing um,
2: <laughs> Dr. Keith
5: and the Electric Mayhem weren't there because they would have called those <laughs> Muppet Babies out. It's.
2: It, it, it's one of the most bizarre things that the Henson Studios has ever participated in. <laughs> Let's just put it that That's way.
8: Awesome.
2: Um, so I'm so glad I got to bring that up. Cause I was like, when, when, it was funny cause we were going through the, when Paul first got his job at the archives, he was in pres, AV preservation and we were going through files and we found this, you know, VHS tape and we're just like, Oh, my God, I remember this. <laughs> you know, I was just, like, dying <laughs> in <jaw laughs> the floor, uh, You know, because it, it hasn't aged well. Let's just put it that way.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: don't do drugs. Your sis- little sister might. Uh, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Uh, so, but, you know, uh, so Jim Henson Studios, especially because he dies in ninety one, ninety two. Um, goes through some really hard times right after that. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you know, and we really don't get any Jim Henson properties, real properties, true properties of Jim Henson again until Brian Henson and Mirror Mask. Uh, and, and, and now, but there was one, one saving grace in there. And, uh, and everyone forgets it. I sometimes forget it too. But we are a sexy witch horror, film, and genre podcast, and we cannot do Jim Henson without actually giving at least the tip of the hat to Farscape, uh, which was... Yeah. You know, yes. That was kind of, you know, that was, you know, we had dinosaurs for a while. I think it was like 94. That was pretty good, actually. I really liked dinosaurs. Like I told you, the season finale, uh, series finale almost killed me. Uh, But Firescape was good, good old-fashioned sci-fi and cool creatures, and it was a lot of fun, and it has a cult following. I noticed there's actually quite a few panels on it in San Diego Comic-Con, Aaron.
3: Yeah, well, it was the anniversary, but, yeah, it definitely has a cult following. Yeah, that's right.
2: So, and um,
3: the cast the cast that remains, uh, we lost the gentleman who did uh, Dominar, Rigel V, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, everyone else says they're up for doing another one, and every so often you hear buzz. So maybe, maybe we'll get another season.
2: That would be really, really cool. Um, I, I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, it would be nice to have... Right now, I think it's time is right for some, because sci fi is starting to, uh, you notice it's starting, horror's been having a really good couple of years, but if you notice, sci fi is starting to latch back on and high fantasy. I mean, we wouldn't be getting a dark a, uh, crystal age of resistance if fantasy wasn't at least semi marketable, let's be honest here. Right.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> so, uh, you know, though so I'm still annoyed that I didn't get into the panel because all the Game of Thrones people got into their panel, which is a sucky panel. It was <laughs> a sucky panel. Oh, that really upsets me. Well, the joke's on them. They had a shitty panel.
0: So,
2: <laughs> I didn't get to get into my panel. And I still got into what we do in the shadows. So, I mean, I really yeah. can't complain. I mean, I almost did not get into that one. So, um,
0: yeah.
2: So, uh, let's see. It's getting kind of late. I think we should... I, I, We should probably start uh, going, you know, wrapping up for the night. (laughs) Erin Marie, is there any other properties uh, that we're missing that we should talk about Jim Henson before we go?
1: let's see. (laughs) Uh, We covered Emmett Otter. Um, You missed Muppets in Space, which was actually pretty good. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, That was
5: a cute one.
1: And then, of course, the new Muppet movies, that uh, started with oh, yeah. Jason Beagle which were incredible. I mean, he—you could tell by the way he wrote the script, bringing back the original Muppet Show and everything involved—that he was a true fanboy like we were.
5: Yeah, the, the mo- I agree with that. I like of the my first mother- one
1: better. So
2: the morning of my father's funeral, we um, had uh, just whatever was on the television on and we were getting ready. We sat a couple hours. It was the Jason Siegel Muppets movie and everybody in the house stopped what they were doing. We all watched Muppets for an Aww. hour and a half. And so I actually right. thought that was kind of appropriate because my dad and I would have done that too. So uh, yeah. that was kind of an intense thing, but I, I actually really love the Jason Segel Erin Marie, thank you for reminding me about, of the Jason Siegel Muppets movie. The first one I thought was so much fun. And, and of course, uh, you know, one half of The Flight of the Concords, you know, uh, yes. Brett McKenzie wrote the songs and won an Oscar for one of them. Booyah. Yeah. Uh You know, so uh, there, there's some importance Man in that buffet. movie. <laughs> <laughs> got some of the best cameos in a, a, a Muppet movie, and that's saying a lot, because boy, there's been some amazing cameos. The first cameos. one was
3: amazing for that. Yeah. Well, the
2: first one has oh, Charlie McCarthy absolutely. in it. I mean, a, a cameo of Charlie McCarthy that kids will see forever and ever, and it's a shout out to puppetry again, right? So. Bob
3: Hope. Bob Hope had his last cameo in there, too.
2: Mm-hmm. Orson
1: Welles. Yeah.
2: Orson Welles' last official movie, though, was Scrooge, of all things. I like to remind mm. people of it. Really? I thought it was you know, the
5: Transformers movie.
2: I, it, but it I was only his hard voice, hard. then. Yeah, yeah. no, Scrooge, um, it was his last actual appearance in a film.
5: So, okay, that uh, makes sense.
2: But, yeah, wait,
5: yeah. Wait, he, he, wait, wait, he wait, was, wait. yeah, the cartoon.
3: Scrooge?
2: Yeah. Go look Orson it up. Orson
3: Welles is in Scrooge. Absolutely. Was I smoking wait, dope? Sense. How did I'm I I'm
1: wondering that? where. Oh, there wait, was, wait, wait, on, wait. Yes, okay. The oh, on, yeah, that's right. The,
3: the holiday special within the movie, right? right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
3: Okay. Yeah, yes, I didn't remember that. that, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And there's another person that's in that movie that also cameoed in the Muppet movie, which was Carol Kane.
3: Yeah. Love mm-hmm. her. You're absolutely right. I love her too.
2: Uh, and, you know, and I also want to give a shout out because we hardly people hardly ever talk about the Muppets Take Manhattan, which I also saw first run at theaters. Oh man, movie, me so. too.
5: I had and a church. Ta- I loved it.
2: <laughs> I fell in love with Charles Grodin in that movie, not knowing <laughs> it was Charles Grodin because I didn't have any frame or reference for any other things he had been in. <laughs> but I was like, there's something about that oh, guy.
1: I. <laughs> You're speaking huh? of the Great Muppet Caper.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great Muppet. You're right. I'm sorry. Great Muppet Caper. Great Muppet takes Manhattan is where uh, Kermit gets his head bumped and he becomes still. And filled. he has
1: amnesia. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: So, no, I, I, I actually, I keep doing that. I can remember the most obscure reference and then I completely balk on something easy. See how that mm-hmm. works? I, you know. My brain does not work, but yeah, Muppet, C- Great Muppet Caper, because Miss Piggy was bigger than shit when that movie came out, and it really features her in a lot yep. of ways, uh, you know, and Charles Grodin has a huge dance number with her, and it's
1: awesome. and right. there's, well, um, Alcohol jokes. Uh Great Muppet Caper has actually one of my favorite Muppet songs of all time, which is um, Happiness Hotel. <laughs> Aww.
2: Oh, that's right. Mm. I love how mm. Look, so it also takes place in Britain, which is cool. And, uh, you know, there's so much fun about that movie. Uh, and a great Mupp- uh, *The Muppets Take Manhattan is got some moments in it. Like there's a moment where the rats are cl- cooking in a kitchen, which are hysterical.
6: Uh, uh-huh. But
2: it, it's not – I don't think it quite lives up to the first two movies as well. But it's still – It's still like, you know, a Jim Henson Muppet movie is still better than most other things. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: You know, you kind of just reminded me of something that I wanted to bring up, that uh, like Bugs Bunny and the Warner Brothers cartoons a generation or two before, which were obviously made for adults, but the kids could enjoy as well, there was definitely that element to the Muppets, too, because I – I don't think there was any six-year-old who understood Rizzo the Rat being a, a, a little play on Ratso Rizzo for Midnight Cowboy.
5: I, I did. There's just no way. I did.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> right, it did.
5: How about Dr. James I before? had weird parents. My mom was obsessed with Dustin Hoffman. So I had oh, seen every you. Dustin Hoffman movie. And she actually, um, when Rain Man came out, he she worked at a movie theater. Um, and he went to her movie theater to go see it. Wow. And she tore his ticket. This story, what? over the course of 20 years, turned into, and then Dustin Hoffman proposed to me, and we got married. It just skyrocketed <laughs> into this weird high fantasy sci-fi story. I don't know. But um, wow. I, I'm pretty sure he just walked by her is what happened. But I, I, I did know the Rizzo reference.
0: All funny. right. But
3: how many kids understand Doctor Strange Pork? And how many
5: should?
8: <laughs> I would have. I just I did. You know, I, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: did. <laughs> <laughs> Her other um yeah, she also got me into Kubrick. So You Not know what
2: you know, I, I will say, Jim Henson has an edge to it, especially earlier, Jim Henson. And I think we all kind of love that about it, that, yeah, adults and kids. But so you know what the most terrifying thing to me as a kid was on The Muppet Show? Not the monsters. Hmm. Fucking love them. Sweetums is awesome. Yeah. It was, that mach- it was that machine in the first season. You used to grab a Muppet, take them, rip them apart, and then rearrange them and let them go. Do you remember that? I don't
5: remember that, no.
2: Oh, my God. Every once in a while, I think the first two seasons, you see this machine, and it just says horrible things to these Muppets. And I was like, what are you doing? Stop
0: it. You're going to kill them. You can't
2: kill a Muppet. But, you know, go back and watch. It is hysterical, you know. But Uh it's always been a crossover appeal that way. Uh, Alice Cooper was on this show, uh, you know, and did did two songs. Uh yep. you know, on on his Welcome episode.
3: Welcome to my nightmare. Genius.
2: I, genius. Ooh, a classic. you know, uh has, there's always been a, a little bit of an edge to it. I mean, come on, the relationship like, between Miss Piggy and Kermit is just edgy on its own. Yeah.
5: Well, the episode um with Blondie, Blondie teaches Kermit how to be punk. That's oh, pretty there. hardcore. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I well, Debbie Harry, of, not Blondie, but you know.
2: One, one of my favorite episodes is the Linda Carter episode because, like, people randomly just spin in it and become Wonder Woman for no reason whatsoever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical.
2: But it also has uh, has Linda Carter, who a lot of people don't know, is actually surprisingly good lounge singer. And so she got yeah. to sing Rubber Band Man, which actually is a highlight of the whole a whole series. It's Sweet. a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of good to be had. Uh, the Steve Martin episode uh, with yes, we have mm-hmm. no bananas. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they're,
3: Vincent Price being attacked by Ooh. Vampire Kermit.
5: Yeah. yeah awesome. And there's also another one of my favorites. So good. Um, Danny Kay and the Swedish Chef. Oh,
0: um, yeah. Danny Kaye
5: played <laughs> the Swedish Chef's uncle or something like that. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs>
5: it's, you know, that's on the YouTubes. Check it out.
2: All of it. And, and the Swedish Chef is an important character because it's the only puppet that Jim Henson and uh, 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 Frank, uh, oh, Frank, Frank Oz, Oz, thank you, did together. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, yeah, and
2: and, and, and the and he, whole point of that character is they were upstaging each other, and so the when that uh, character came on, everyone, no matter what they were doing, stopped to watch that sequence shoot because mm-hmm, nobody mm-hmm. knew
1: what was about to happen. No, because their entire goal, it was ad-libbed mostly, and their entire goal was just to make each other laugh and fuck up. And it ended when one of them broke, basically.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) We should probably also mention that, you know, without the Muppets, we might never have had Yoda.
5: Yoda? Agreed. Agreed.
2: Oh, my God. And Yoda is the ultimate Muppet, Uh, you know. Maybe uh, so. yeah uh you know and we're gonna see him in the new movie rise of the skywalker clearly uh at some point so uh i he's him and agra are probably two of my favorite puppets that jim henson studios has ever designed yeah they really are like agra too they're so expressive you know wonderful i can't wait to see agra again actually in dark crystal i'm pretty excited about that um Anyway, so we probably should go for the night, ladies, gentlemen, and sexy witches, uh, because we have a long haul coming up. Like I said, in two weeks, on the 10th, we have Jill Six calling in about her uh, campaign to make the feature hit feature short, The Stylist, a feature. And her writer is the director of late phases on that project. So it's a huge project, uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, So that is on the 10th. And then on the 24th is Rule Post for the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon, Madness uh, of the Kings Mm -hmm. and the Masters. And I will read the rules live on air. I've actually officially started working on them this week, um, about two-thirds of the way through them right now. Um, And um, we will talk about the rules, and uh, the judges will call in, and there will be special points for listening and calling out on that show. Uh, And then we're going to drop to one episode a month starting from then, so there'll be an episode in October, an episode in November, and an episode in December. October will be a big Halloween episode. I think we have a guest for that episode. I forget right now, to be honest (laughs) with you. I'm a little too tired to remember, but I'm pretty sure I have a guest. Um, that one I always have a pretty big guest for. Um, November is These Are a Few of Our Favorite Things. It's our best of 2019 show. We do not talk movies very much on that show, mm-hmm. but it will be everything else. Music, websites, uh, movies, TV, big TV talk. TV is always a big one. And uh, Sometimes I have a big guest call in. The Soskas called in a couple years ago. Jason Trost called in. Uh, last year, so look for that one. That's always a fun show. And then it's a season finale, sometime in December, we are going to go out with our Frozen 2 slash Star Wars Disney takes it all extravaganza for the holiday. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: and um, the evil genius is going to guest host that episode and give us a review Aww.
0: of oh, Frozen nice. 2.
2: So, look for that. So that's all coming up. So thank you, Aaron and Aaron for your wonderful verses recap earlier.
0: <laughs> show.
1: No problem. And,
2: and Raven, thank you again for being on the show and bringing Ira and Christine on. I appreciate that.
5: Yeah. Absolutely anytime. Excellent. So,
2: um I think we should move it right along, don't you?
0: Yeah. Let's do it.
2: All right, everyone. So we'll see. We're going to take a a wish me luck. Uh, Next time you hear from me, the Hatch Act will have expired. Who knows what I'll talk about next episode. Oh. (gasps) Look up the Hatch (laughs) Act if you don't know what that is. Anyway, let's leave with some apolitical (laughs) stuff. Moving right along by the Buffets. Good night, everyone. See you in two weeks.
9: Oh, it's a gorgeous day. Yep, certainly is. Yep. Terrific day for a drive. Yeah, it's beautiful country out here.
0: A frog and a bear, seeing America.
9: Moving right along in search of good times and good news. With good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Opportunity knocks once. Let's reach out and grab it. Yeah! Together we'll nab it. We'll hitchhike, bus, or yellow cab it. Moving right along. Footloose
0: and fancy free Getting there is half the
9: fun Come share it with me Moving right along We'll learn to share the load. We don't need a map To keep the show on the road Hey, Fonzie, I want you to turn left If you come to a fork in the road Yes, sir, turn left at the fork in the road Permit I don't believe that Moving right along, we found a life on the highway. And your way is my way. So trust my navigation. California, here we come up high in the sky land. Palm trees and warm sand. Those so tabby we just left Rhode Island. We did what? Just forget it. Moving, moving right along, do ga do do ga Hey, L.A., where have you gone? i to fetch just where in Saskatchewan. moving right man. along. the ge dum do You take it. You know best. Hey, I've never seen the sun come up in the west. Ah, a bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker. Hey, Folly, look up ahead. What is that? I Maybe mean, we should give him a ride. I don't know. He's
4: pretty big. Hey there, one of them. Oh, no thanks. I'm on my way to New York City to try to break into public television. Ah.
9: Good luck.
0: Moving right along with the
9: birds of a feather. We're, we're in this to together, and we know where we're going. Movie stars with flashy cars and life with the pump down. We're storming the big town. Yeah, storm is right. Should it be snowing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Moving right along. Foot loose and fancy free. You ready for the big time? Is it ready for me?
0: If that blew your
3: mind Then stick around Cause we got lots more Where that came from Just click here